You are now listening to the High Def Performance Podcast, hosted by Mitch Harb and Zach Smith. All right, today we've got a special guest, Dr. Elena Zinkov, a naturopathic doctor specializing in hormone health. You may know her as the Hormone Doc. Also, you may know her as Seattle Mets Top Doc in 2019. Currently, she works virtual with patients, and her website is Proactive Health ND. This episode, we talk all about her evaluation process, what she can help you with, what kind of treatments she prescribes, what results people can expect. We also go into some activities and actions that you can take today to improve your energy, improve your hormone health. And there's some some pretty awesome stuff in here. So I'm excited for you to listen and get some value and start to feel better. All right, let's get into it. All right, we've got Dr. Elena Zinkov. Thank you for taking the time to come in and talk with us. We're excited to bring uh, some information to our listeners from you because, you know, you're the first person that we've talked to that has, you know, the experience and the expertise that you have. Um, so I think uh, people will be able to get a lot of value out of what you have to to offer. So, so I want to kind of jump in my, my biggest question and, and my, my curiosity out of my own for my own self is when you're going to get a new patient, kind of explain what you do and, and kind of what you're looking for and, and kind of, you can explain to listeners as well. We, we did a little intro, um, but kind of explain a little bit more of, of what your specialty is and then take us through that, that first initial process of, of what you're doing. Yeah. So as a naturopathic physician, even though I might specialize in things like metabolic health, longevity, and hormone health, I always have to treat the whole person. So whenever someone walks through my virtual door, because now I do everything virtually, I always have to look at all of the systems and how they're interconnected. So I take a very detailed history. I take a very detailed uh, dietary history, lifestyle, habits, and so that I can get an idea, well, what does this whole person look like? Not just in their body, but, but also in their family environment, in their social environments, work environment. So I have to understand really all of the layers of the human being, right? Not just kind of what the headache is about or what the bloating is about or low libido, whatever they're struggling with. So before we even get to the first consultation, I always like to do a little audit And that's just to make sure that I'm the right fit for the person and they're the right fit for my practice because it's not for everyone. And it's great that there are so many providers out there, right? Because then you can match the personalities and the approaches and then everyone is happy. And so I usually like to do an intro call and I've always done that from day one of my practice. I'm always happy to talk to people, but I've become a really great diagnostician. So you know, in the first 15 minutes of me talking to someone, I can say, hey, I think this is where the problem is. And we're not just going to look at, again, that headache or migraine or autoimmune condition that you're suffering with, right? We're going to look at how all the systems are working, how they're interconnected. We're going to dive deep into some lab work and do some functional testing to confirm what I'm hearing and confirm what I'm seeing. 
And if it resonates with a person, if my approach resonates with a person, my goal in those 15 minutes to give them the confidence that, hey, I know what's going on, right? It's not just a 15 minute of just fluff. Oh yeah, I've seen this before and I can totally heal you and treat you, right? There's never that kind of guarantee. But in those 15 minutes, I want to make sure that I'm confident in my ability to treat the person. They have the confidence in me that I know what I'm doing and I'm not just going to be the same provider, the 20th provider that they've seen that's going to tell them, oh, you should just like take gluten out, right? Or you should take a bubble right. bath or yeah, do an elimination. You know. Yeah. Right, right. I think after hearing it from like 20 different providers, it gets really old for people and they really are looking for, you know, thinking outside of the box perspective. And I think that's what you guys do really well, right? When I talk to my patients about you guys, it's not just conventional PT or traditional PT. It's really um, looking at, it's thinking outside of the box and then prescribing different treatment plans and suggestions that are outside of the box, right? That um, can really significantly improve the life of people. Yeah. And and that was going to be my question. You know, what are, what are some common themes that are things that you help people with and, and what are those like out of the box treatments that maybe they don't know of? Cause you know, yeah. from my experience, it is a lot of times like, well, maybe just go on elimination diet and see what, and then start to introduce stuff and see what happens. Like what else is there that, that you do? Yeah. Yeah. Hormones are complicated and they, show up in so many different parts of our lives. I think one of the reasons I went down the path and made hormones my specialty, basically endocrinology. So I'm a naturopathic endocrinologist. I still look at all of the systems, but that's really my passion. And it's because so few providers, I think, really understand how hormones work. They don't look at all hormones. They only apply what they learn and they don't think outside of the box, right? You have to get creative. I'm sure you guys get creative, right? You don't just take what you learn and follow the textbook. Well, patients don't come with a textbook, right? There's patients who don't belong in a certain, um, in a certain story that we've learned in the past and that's how we treat it. And the reason why I really got into hormones is because a lot of the symptoms that people experience are related to some sort of underlying hormone imbalance low energy, insomnia, low libido, bloating, trouble losing weight, some conditions like PCOS, PMS, PMDD, which is a more severe version of PMS where women just don't feel like they're in control of their own body, their own mind. And it's really sad to see sometimes families saying things like, oh, I think you're crazy or you need to go on medication. You know, it can really feel like an auto body out of body experience when it's simply a hormonal imbalance, right? Infertility, diabetes, insulin resistance, all of those things are related to some sort of hormonal imbalance. Someone who has trouble gaining weight, losing weight, putting on muscle, maintaining muscle. I mean, if I went from A to Z, I could probably list 30 symptoms per letter, right? Maybe exaggerating a little bit, but it just goes to show that there are so many symptoms, conditions that I treat on a regular basis that are tied directly to hormone imbalances. And some people would argue, well, if someone is over overworked, overtrained, malnourished, is and then they end up with a hormone imbalance, is the cause of their symptoms or their conditions, is it the hormone imbalance, right? Well, 
no, we got to correct their lifestyle. We got to get them to eat right. We got to correct their nutritional imbalances. But at the end of the day, they're not feeling great because of a hormone imbalance. Now, what caused that? Of course, we're going to address that. But the end, of, but we still need to make sure that we get their hormones normalized. So I think hormones are just one thing of what I do, right? Then you got to look at someone. If someone's struggling with gut health, I got to be able to address that. If somebody is has an autoimmune condition that typically I always I always say that, you know, autoimmune 101 is you got to treat the hormones because they regulate our immune system. And most of the time, people with autoimmune conditions, musculoskeletal conditions have some sort of autoimmune. There's some sort of um, hormonal imbalances associated with it. That's maybe driving that inflammation and inability to get better. And so when I think outside of the box, one is, you know, I'll start with some basic testing, but I always move into more functional testing very quickly if the person is not getting better. I don't wait around a year, two years to be like, well, you know, maybe we should consider looking more into those biochemical pathways deeper. You know, people want to see results and people want to see results quickly. And that's how I've designed my program is that, you know, I'm a health detective and I do the detective work, not just during the visit, outside of the visit. I'm always learning. I'm always researching. I'm always reading. Like my life is pretty much 90% is my clinical work. Right. And so which makes it kind of sad, right? My, my poor husband, family, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they get a lot of my attention, but we can get very creative when it comes to hormones. Most providers, they'll go and do a weekend seminar and they'll get trained. Oh, prescribe. If someone's testosterone is low, let's say take a woman, for example, let's just, you know, you can put her on four milligrams of testosterone per day. Or in fact, if her t- testosterone is low, just put her on a pellet which is a more invasive way of boosting someone's testosterone. And especially for a woman, that's not the, that should never be the first line approach. So I look at hormone therapy. Sometimes it's cooking in the kitchen. There's art and a science. Sometimes you need a little bit more salt, a little bit more pepper, a little bit more time, right? If you just follow the recipe of a 35 year old female with X amount of testosterone, this is what you give her 90% of the time you're going to get it wrong because You have to understand their metabolism, their liver function, what are the other hormones are doing, their goals, right? Health goals, lifestyle habits, all of those things. So we just, I get very creative in how I prescribe in my formulations. I work with a lot of compounding pharmacies. I'm always learning. Uh, We get creative with peptides, right? So if someone is having trouble putting on muscle, even even though they're on growth hormone therapy and testosterone, then we start incorporating peptides, right, which are amino acids. So there's different ways that we can kind of biohack our metabolism and our our body to get the results that we're looking for. And so with those functional tests, that's that's an interesting piece. I know like the traditional blood panels, how how do the functional tests differ? Are those blood tests or like what what do you and what are you trying to identify in those those testing? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really excellent question. So a basic test is like a blood test, right? So you go to LabCorp, you go to Quest Labs, and you get a bunch of markers checked. Functional testing, you're going layers deeper. So you can do a comprehensive stool test and you don't just look for pathogenic bacteria, you're looking at a microbiome imbalance. You're looking for yeast overgrowth. You're looking for leaky gut. So you're looking for zonulone, calprotectin. You are able to see do you need digestive enzyme support, right? So you're able to look at those layers deeper compared to, 
let's say a regular stool test, for example, that's going to show you, do you have Giardia, right? Or C. diff. Some yeah. of those pathogens that uh, a typical GI doctor can identify. And then if we do more of a functional stool test, then we can see, all right, there's all of these, there's a whole ecosystem to the gut. And we're able to look at all of those layers of ecosystem that other tests might not be able to analyze. From a hormone perspective, we might be doing urine testing to look at estrogen metabolites that we're not able to see through blood work. So I love blood work and there's a lot of debate in the community about hormones and blood work. But after seeing over 20,000 patients go through my program and matching symptoms to blood, blood results to everything else that we're doing, I like blood work for testing hormones. But if, if a woman is concerned about breast cancer, if we're concerned about how she's metabolizing estrogen, especially if we're doing estrogen therapy, then we could do urine testing, which looks at a layer deeper. Okay, well, how does her liver process this? What are the estrogen metabolites doing? Maybe that will make me rethink my estrogen therapy protocol that I put her on, right? Because if she's, if she is metabolizing estrogen in a way that's more pro-inflammatory and pro-cancer, I probably don't really want to put her on estrogen therapy, right? Or I'm, I'm going to choose to add other hormones to kind of buffer estrogen. And then let's even talk about in the world of functional medicine, I think it's extremely helpful to do um, something like a methylation panel, for example, right? Methylation is a really popular term nowadays. It's a really important process in the body. Methylation is important for detoxification. It's important for energy. It's important for brain function. And let's see and look at it from a mood perspective. Someone who has methylation issues might be really anxious. They might have trouble sleeping. They might have depression. And you won't know unless you do um, a cheek swab to look at their genetics, right? Do they have a methylation issue? You won't know unless you do a blood test and a urine test to, um, to identify, do they have nutrient deficiencies? Because nutrients are cofactors that are involved in multiple processes in the body. If I give someone medication, it might not work as well if they have a, nutri a nutritional imbalance. So those are some, some of the really unique and cool ways that we can use functional, functional testing uh, to go a few layers deeper besides blood work. I, I like a lot all that. And my, my next question is, you know, what results can people expect when they're working with, like, what are you getting for people? Uh, you know, like, is it like, and that on top of that, I want to ask, you know, Zach and I are always looking, how can we get more energy? Yeah. What, what are some things that we can do um, to boost that outside of more caffeine? Totally. Yeah. The million dollar question. How can I get more ATPs? Right. How can I yeah. get more, <laughs> yeah. more energy? The goal is really, I mean, everyone has unique goals. I definitely don't see a shortage of clients who are looking to improve their energy, right? So there's definitely a deficit in energy um, in everyone. For a lot of, let's say, women and men, men coming through my practice, for example, a lot of them want to get more lean. They want to lose fat, build muscle. They want to improve their confidence, improve their sleep, improve their energy, a lot of clients I see, and it's very interesting over the last few years, it's really focused on longevity. It's not just aesthetics and how I feel, but it's really, hey, I want to be able to be, you know, 70, 80 and chase my grandkids around, 
right? I want to be able to be 50 or 60 and still chase my kids around and play soccer with my kids, right? It's the people are, people are really starting to think more long-term versus just like short-term games. How can I, how can I lose 30 pounds? So I can look good in my bikini. That's great. But what happens after the summer, right? So I'm always talking about like my ideal clients are not those who are just looking for a short fix and then moving on. I'm really a longevity doc, not necessarily anti-aging, but more longevity, improving quality of life. But that means that we can look good, feel good, right? And focus more on like long-term goals with mini goals in between. So a lot of uh, everyone wants to, I would say a lot of, um, a lot of times what we're trying to do with whether it's lab testing in terms of identifying on, on which level is the issue. Is it biochemical? Is it hormonal? Is it gut related? It's usually a combination of both. It's really helping people feel good in their bodies, not have any aches and pains, you know, re reducing joint pain. That's a huge one. Reducing bloating, improving metabolic rate, all of those things from an energy perspective. Our hormones start to decline after the age of 24, which. Well, that's sad. <laughs> it's a cold heart. <laughs> I, feel, I feel it happening. So it's not like I'm, I'm blind to it. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of, there's this cliff off that happens, you know, 24 to 30. And it's like, so you have this really short window when you're like in your prime, when your energy is good, you can beat up your body and get away with things. And then I swear when I turned 30, I woke up and my back hurt, you know? And at that point I was working out with a personal trainer and he was like 37 or something. And I would always make fun of him because he'd just be like, Oh, my back, Oh, my neck. And I would, you know, and I was like 27 and I had just done like a five mile hilly run. And here I like ran to the gym and about to do like a weight session. I was like, I feel amazing. I don't know what you're complaining about. And he was like, kid, wait until you turn 30. Right. And sure enough. <laughs> and it's, it's hard to describe that to someone until they actually feel it. Cause it's like, totally. it feels like that. You're like that old person, like shaking their finger, like <laughs> just you wait until you're, you know, it's like, but no, it, it really does happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I always tell people, if there's low energy, look at nutrient deficiencies first, right? So for women, a lot of times it's iron, B vitamins, especially if they're on birth control, birth control just depletes a lot of the key vitamins in our, in, in our bodies. So mm -hmm. What would you define as low energy? That's something I always struggle with too, because mm. it's like, I would love to be like, I want that feeling after I drink a cup of coffee all day but but is that is that even possible like or realistic like yeah. what is low energy after 30 like we already know we're declining like what can we really expect to get up to and, and what is just kind of normal tiredness would you yeah say? yeah i think that's a really great question because that state that you're describing essentially is a state of adrenaline that you want your body to because that's what happens when you drink coffee you know you get that nice russian adrenaline and then you're like pumped right? Except it only lasts for like an hour. And then you need a second cup of coffee two hours later. That's usually the pattern that people find themselves in. So if you were to, if you were to um, be in a state all day long, I mean, you would fry your adrenals, you would fry your thyroid, you would fry your brain because your, your, your body's not meant to be in a 24 seven adrenaline state. Yeah. We need to rest. There's a reason why People can biohack a lot of things. It's really hard to biohack your circadian rhythm. 
right? We're very smart. We're very clever. We live in urban environments, but the body still hasn't evolved that much. You know, there's still a circadian rhythm that we follow. And there's a reason why your hormones are at their highest in the morning. They decline throughout the day. There's a reason why cortisol is low at night. Melatonin is high at night. There's a reason why growth hormone is secreted at night. And which is why it's so important even for kids to get good night's sleep. I don't, I don't understand why kids need to wake up at like five thirty, be forced to wake up so early in the morning. Yeah. You know, I have a five-year-old and his, and so he just started kindergarten and I'm like, why does he need to be in school by seven thirty? Right. right. I have to force him out of bed. He's growing. And I just sometimes, and, but the middle school kids get a later start. I'm like, it should be the other way around where the younger kids get to sleep in because they're developing, they're growing. Right. Yeah. And so we're kind of interfering with, with nature a little bit there, but there's, um, we, we do, we do want to make sure that we're not trying to biohack too much of our circadian rhythm and, and our bodies from that regard. Having said that though, if someone is, some, you know, this is a really great conversation because we always have to address your goals, right? We don't want you to be exactly in a, like in an adrenal state all day long, but we want to make sure that you don't have brain fog, that you wake up and you're feeling refreshed yeah. and that when it's time to go to bed, that you're not wired and tired and laying anxious and can't fall asleep. So, but we also want to make sure that you're able to have enough energy to get everything that you need to get done during the day. And this is a great conversation that I usually have with my clients is that some folks are like, well, maybe I, what if I don't want to start on hormone therapy, for example, but they feel kind of tired and they're kind of slow and they're not getting the same gains from the gym. And I say to them, well, then we should reevaluate your goals because if you're content being in the body that you are getting the things done that you're getting done, and if you're okay with feeling kind of tired, then why do we need to change anything, right? But if you feel like you're, you know, you're feeling tired and you're not really changing that many things in your workout or you're running a business and you're not as focused and your to-do list just keeps getting bigger, bigger and bigger, then it's really time to kind of pause and say, am I really performing at my optimal state? Right. Right. So... I'll give you an example of some of the things that I even did in my life. Like I'm, um, I'm, I'm very ambitious. If there's just not enough hours in the day for me to do the things that I want to do. And so I will pack my schedule between patient visits, my workouts, my family, writing a book, you know, launching online stuff. And so I, I found myself like, Oh, maybe I need to tweak my testosterone. Oh, maybe I need to tweak my thyroid. I want to get more things done. I need to go get my IV drip, blah, blah, blah. And then one of my girlfriends was also a colleague. She's a good, she's has a good grounding effect on me. And she says, why don't you just like pause and not do so many things. And then you won't need the IV drip, you know, mm -hmm. and you won't need your second or third cup of coffee. And in a way it was a good reminder that, but no, I want to do those things. But I can also let go of one or two things that are not as important and that could be saved for maybe next year or six months from now and, you know, still get a lot done. So I don't know if that answered your question completely, but it's like I could I could plump myself with as much stuff as I can to help me do as many things that I can. But one, is it healthy? Is it sustainable? Yeah. And is it necessary? 
No, that makes sense because there's so many we we have so many business partners and friends and colleagues who own businesses that are just like that where yeah. it's like so many things on their list. We know people that, you know, um they're drinking three energy drinks a day and you know, right. just yeah. pounding down to try to keep the production up. And you know, that's that's a tough cycle to be in because eventually you're gonna hit the end of the road where the caffeine and all the other stimulants that you're taking aren't doing enough for you. Well, and at that point, that's when it's really good to sit down with like a functional doctor and look at where are you lacking from nutrition perspective. So I do this really cool functional medical panel called metabolomics test. And it's a urine and a blood test. And it looks at antioxidant levels, B vitamin levels, magnesium, gut health, because uh, we're able to look at some of the organic acids that are coming from from the gut. We're also looking at amino acids, uh, some neurotransmitter byproducts, and we're also looking at complete omega fatty acid evaluation, omega-369. For someone who feels like they need three Red Bulls and a cup of coffee, or even you know two cups of coffee and a Red Bull, whatever that proportion is, if they're relying on a lot of stimulants to get through the day, we should pump the brakes, look at what's happening biochemically, and see if we can help them using nutrition, using supplements, using hormones, peptides, for example, lifestyle, right? Like how much alcohol are they drinking? Are they abusing recreational drugs? Are they um, over, are there over commitments in their life, right? So these are the conversations conversations I have with my clients, I have a lot of executive clients. I work, I work with, with a lot of people who are in startups, who yeah. are in the tech industry, um, a lot of people in C-suite. And we really talk about overcommitments and saying no and establishing boundaries and really prioritizing health first, because it always comes down to if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, right? Your health is your number one asset and you want to be able to play the long game. And so we really want to make sure that if someone is over abusing stimulants, what are they trying to compensate for? And I can't plump someone enough with enough testosterone sometimes. And they have to get their life under control, right? I will test some, I will, I will bump up someone's testosterone and if they still have, let's say a low libido or low energy, I'm like, testosterone is not the problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. That right? Makes sense. So going back to an energy perspective, how can we get more energy, right? We have to look at from a life perspective. What are your day-to-day -day habits? How are you structuring your day to have more energy? Are you just working with clients or are you making time for yourself for your workouts? Are you relying heavy on caffeine or do you need to supplement with key nutrients like B vitamins, amino acids, creatine, L-carnitine, nice and healthy omega-3 fatty acids, variety between fish oil, such as cod liver oil, right? Or um, cold, cold fish, cold water fish oil. So, and then looking at hormones too. Is your thyroid tanking? Is your cortisol really low? from all the pressure that you put your body through is your testosterone low. Like I said, you know, after 24 years old, you got to be doing something to keep up with your hormone levels. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And and I, I love all that advice because there's so many people that are struggling with that same thing. And obviously like energy drink sales over the past, like probably like 12, oh. 10, 12 years are probably just like off the charts. And then all of the other things you could take over the counter and all the nootropics that are on the, on the market now, um, obviously that's a, a thing people are struggling with. Let's, let's leave the listeners with, with three things. Like maybe let's do the, the top tactical things that people could do right now to help themselves yeah. 
to be better before they come and see you so that they get their life under control and they can have a little bit more energy before they come and, you know, do all the the panels with you. Yeah, absolutely. So number one is I would have people start like a dietary tracker and not like a, my fitness pal, but this might sound very old school, but it always works. And this is where you do like a Monday through Sunday tracking of what you're eating and how you're feeling. Because so often by tracking how much water we're drinking, how much caffeine, alcohol, sugar, processed carbohydrates, or anything else, when we're starting to track this and, and it's on paper, not on our phones, when it's on paper and we visually have to write it down, one, people are less reluctant to eat that crappy food that they're eating that's not, that, that making them feel sick, but they're able to see the patterns. So it's not just your putting something into your phone, it's you're writing something down. The act of writing down is going to make you think twice about what your what your decision is, about what you're eating, what you're drinking, but it'll also show you patterns. Okay, how many times did I move my body? How much water did I actually drink, right? So um, the second thing I would say is start introducing things that are uncomfortable. Now, this is doing heavier weights or doing cold plunge therapy or cryotherapy this is maybe introducing some intermittent fasting if it's appropriate. You know, too too often we want to be too warm and too cozy and just lifting like five pound weights. Like we have to get out of our comfort zone. We got to like shock our system, but in a good way, right? Because the body gets complacent and, um, you know, we're creatures of habit. So we have to stimulate our metabolism and our and keep our brains engaged and uh, be able to generate energy in a way that's not just taking things, but actually doing things right. Lifting weights, cold plunge therapy, infrared sauna, and it doesn't have to be expensive it's just, it, it really ends up be, um, about being consistent. And then the third thing I would recommend is for people to really reevaluate where's the maybe anxiety in their life. Where's the pressure cooker coming from? I, always have my high performance planner at my work desk. And that's how I start my morning. I really want people to become more intentional about their health, their wellness, and how they show up in the world. And between tracking and doing things that are difficult, it's really important to slow down and to reevaluate how you show up in life. And so, I mean, I'm talking about my high performance planner. It's literally at my you know, it's, it's, it's by me and it, it helps me and people can order this on Amazon. And it really helps me be intentional about my time. We talk about energy, my energy and what are the most important things in my life? It's not just about writing down, Oh, at 7.00 AM I'll work out at 3.00 PM. I go pick up my kiddo. It's, it's really about describing yourself, how you want to show up, uh, dealing with difficult situations. Cause there was a question like that in it. And I always tell people, it says, you know, what are your top three goals and priorities? One of your goals always needs to be your health, mental and physical. You got three goals for the day and one of them needs to be your health. So those are my three things. I love that. That's, that's stuff that we can execute on right now. And, and I have the high performance planner too. I, I, uh, I did one and I kind of finished with it, got done with it. I never bought a new one. So you've prompted me to go buy a new one of those to, to start tracking. So. I love that. Thank you so much for, for coming on today. Uh, we'll link up your all, all of your website and stuff. Where's the best place for people to find you if they want to come and uh, and get a visit with you and, and get get on the process of uh, better health? 
Yeah, so two places, my website, proactivehealthnd.com. I also have a new website that's about to launch in the next couple of days, drlenazinkoff.com. I'm going to be focusing a lot more on education, so courses, memberships, and masterclasses, so making it making this more readily available to people so awesome. I can have more conversations with more people and spread the message of health and wellness and longevity. And I am always on Instagram under Dr. Elena Zinkov. Again, I, I love talking about these things. And so if people are looking for insights and how to talk to their provider and just basics about hormone health and wellness, they can follow me on Instagram. Yeah, I've seen you, you post a ton of great content and uh, I've been watching it quite a bit. So thank you for everything yeah. there. Well, last last question. Zach yeah. was thinking about chewing Nicorette gum for extra energy. Good or bad idea? Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Let's we it's like we half a joke, take- but but all the tech people that I know in in the in the industry, all the patients that I treat there in tech, they're they're definitely into chewing Nicorette gum right now. People want a quick fix. You know, people want something to to chew, to swallow, to put on their skin, just something that will just solve all of their life's problems. And unfortunately, I think those things end up causing more problems long run. And with that, I will not chew Nicorette gum. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And uh, see me instead. We'll talk about your, you know, everything that we talked about today. Exactly. All right. Thanks again. And, uh, and we'll link up all your, all your stuff in the bio and we appreciate having you on. Thank you so much.